Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We're exclusive on the production. Your experience just got serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. They told me you put it with this one, baby. Yeah, yeah. Your girl exposed oh. for being a pro, oh. a pro store that got me pros. Ooh. She on that team, team? that give me cream. cream, but please don't feed, feed? me them llama beans. Ugh. I, I might, might get sick, sick and leave you limp Whoa. across the floor. Flow. Have you screaming? Oh, Daytona, Tona. why you, you so split? split? When you told me uh? to hop off your. Now you got clout. clout I want some clout too But we can't share The same clout Okay Boy you dreaming Dream. Now I'm scheming Scheme. How to beat you Beat you To a believing Huh But I'm gonna wait Wait You make that cake Uh Speaking to him In a nice way Okay Get real with him Real with him No sugar coating Sugar coating It's allowed at Hyper beastism not a word either I gotta go Go Give me some more More Tacos, cause I just killed this flow. Balls. You're listening to season three of Gotham Coach. Who would have thought this show would be three seasons deep talking sneakers and basketball while expressing their occasional dislike for UPS? Well, if you were one of those people who didn't believe in the hype, the fine folks from the exclusive breakdown would like to speak to you from the heart. Fuck you. Now, here's your host, Tyrone Smith. Yo, hey. Back in the building, man. Back in the flesh. It's been a good two weeks for your boy, man. Been a good two weeks for the show overall. Been a good two weeks for the brand exclusive breakdown. So first things first, clap it up for the man's because the man's is finally on Pandora, baby. I finally got the approval. I finally seen that I was live on Pandora. And this is a big step for me because if y'all don't listen and this is your first time actually listening. A couple episodes ago, I talked about how I had applied for Pandora. And 
I was I didn't receive anything. I guess I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough juice. The juice wasn't loose for me to get on the show. So this this time around, I figured, you know what? You only live once, man. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So uh, I figured. And let me feel, let me see if I can let me see if I can get myself on that platform. That's a that's a major platform. And I figured, you know, if I don't get on there this time, it's all good. You know, just keep working until get on there eventually. But I got on there. Took a nice little minute for me to actually get live on there. But I'm live on there. So if you happen to be on Pandora, if you happen to use the Pandora app, man, go ahead and uh Search Got em Coach in your search bar. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a like and all that other good stuff. I will greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it if that thing was done. So I want to give a shout out to everybody who's been rocking out with me this year. This year has been by far the most successful year of the three-year existence of Got em Coach. And I want to thank everybody who's been a part of the successfulness of the show. Y'all really didn't have to do the things that y'all have done for the show in terms of listening and giving me feedback and all that other good stuff. But I really do appreciate it because it helps me exponentially. And I know that's not a word. That was my word. That was my word of the day last year. <laughs> that was the, that was the word of the day last year for my end of the year episode. Expeditiously. I think that's a word, but that might not be a word, but we're going to pretend it's a word so I can continue on with what I wanted to say so I don't have to find a word to fit the flow of what I'm trying to say. Did all that make sense? It makes sense to me, (laughs) but I digress. So let's continue. So it's been a good year, man. Been a good year overall. I mean, everybody has had the ups and downs this year, of course. A lot of things has taken place. A lot of things has transpired to make us think differently of how we think of things, how how we initially thought of things. And I mean, I've taken my losses, but I think I've taken more wins than I've taken losses this year. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. Didn't know how the year was going to turn out for me. Didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what to think. But overall, man, I'm happy to say that I'm here. Happy to hear say that I'm continuing to build success. I'm continuing to build plat- my platform. It's been important for me to do that. And this has been the year for me to do such great things. And I've really been appreciative of this year. But all things, all things must come to an end. Of course, y'all know this is the this is the last episode, last basketball related episode of the season. The next episode coming out will be the end of the year episode. So try to get that ready now. If y'all want to be a part of that episode, feel free. Be my guest. Just don't make yourself look like a fool. You can do that. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put info in the description. And if you wanna be a part of the episode somehow, some way, you can go ahead, you can hit us up. On the email that will be in the description I'm looking forward to seeing Who is really going to Put themselves On the show I think I've had In the three years I've done this I've had one One other person featured in the episode Shout out to my homegirl B 
she actually did she actually did my intro for me i think this was season this might have either been season one or early part season two but she did my intro for me it was dope it, it was funny to hear my intro spoken by other people but now it's funny now because when i do be out and about i have had people recognize me and that's weird that's weird when you think about it man people actually recognize you man. Yo, and it's like wow. <laughs> I digress once again because we're gonna get into this episode. We are officially in basketball season, man. We are officially here. It is Wednesday, December 16th, which means in six more days the NBA regular season will be upon us, which means the game will actually count. 72 games who's gonna be in the top 10 eight make the playoffs two go into the playing who is going to be the best of the best i've seen a couple games of preseason now all of the moves has finally been made we can talk about who's gonna do what how this is gonna be done and all this other good stuff but let's talk about first let's talk about a trade that went on during the course of time when I was off the air and it might have happened during the time that I was recording I just forgot to talk about it but that Russell Westbrook John Wall trade a lot of people not a big fan of the trade for either team but when you look at the you look at the dynamic of it I don't think both players didn't want to be at the respective teams that they were on so I felt like this is a trade that had to be made. Both of them make ridiculous amount of money. You, you can probably argue Westbrook's money, but you really can't argue John Wall's money because he hadn't played for two years. So when you got a guy who hasn't played in, in, in that period of time, it's always going to be questions about whether well, he really worth that money. But when he was healthy, John Wall was probably one of the top four five point guards in the NBA his ability to get to the lane his ability to play defense I mean, his ju- jump shot was a little questionable but he had all of the other aspects to make him one of the better elite guards I think this is what Houston is banking on with this trade for John Wall for the Wizards they get a dynamic guard in Westbrook his coast to coast speed is probably one of the fastest in the league he has the ability to get to the line. His jump shot is a little questionable. He got it. He got exposed a little bit in that uh, Lakers Rocket series, but he has the ability to affect the game without necessarily scoring a lot. He rebounds very well. He play makes very well. He's he's solid on defense. Not probably not to the level of what John Wall is, but he's solid. So for both teams, I feel like both teams win. In terms of what they're looking for. But this is why I'm going to give it. This is why I say Houston wins this trade, man. Westbrook just played with a dynamic uh, shooting guard named James Harden, right? You can kind of see where they had issues kind of coexisting on the court for the most part. They wasn't. They didn't really get a fluid a fluidity of consistency on a, on a, on a season, on a, on a game-by-game basis, right? So when you go to Washington, you have a dynamic 
guard in Bradley Beal, who has established himself as one of the top three shooting guards in the league, and probably is going to want the ball because he's proven that he should have primary control of the ball, be able to dictate if he gets his shots or if other players get their shots. So, do I possibly see a, a, a cohesion with Westbrook and Bill? I mean, it's a possibility. But I feel like with Westbrook, he's so cool, man. He's not gonna let he's not gonna let the situation get out of hand. I expect a big year from Davis Bertans because that lane is gonna be collapsed with Westbrook and he got shooters around him. So I think Bertans is gonna have a big year. I think uh, Thomas Bryan, I think he's gonna have a big year. I think the Wizards, the Wizards made good, made out good on this trade for what they're trying to do in terms of securing a potential spot in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. But for me, when I look at Houston, man, I think Houston wins the trade because besides getting John Wall back, they got a first round pick. And I feel like with the with the possibility of James Harden being traded in the near future, I think he's gonna be traded in the near future, probably right around the trade deadline. Probably like the month after the season, but I think he's definitely gonna be out of there. I think Houston is getting into a point where they're trying to begin their rebuild. And when you collect first round picks, that's the best thing to do. Which is why I didn't understand the Pistons trade because they had a first round pick and they traded. And they could have used that to get a young a young asset. Christian Wood is on a what a three year deal. You know, he's gonna be a nice foundational piece. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. You don't know if, if Christian Wood is is really going to be a, a a legitimate solution going forward. Was his numbers just good because he was playing for a bad team, or is his numbers actually good? It's going to be remains to be seen. Boogie's on a one year deal, and then they got guys like Eric Gordon, Gerald Green. So when you look at it overall, I think they have a lot of nice complimentary pieces for what they have. I think when they do trade James Harden, they're going to get some more assets for the future so they can begin to rebuild. I think that's why Houston win. And I think the style John Wall plays, I think benefits more than what Westbrook does. Mainly because I feel like John Wall can be an uh, impactful player without necessarily scoring 20 points. Like, I feel like he could be like a 12, a 12 and 10 guy with like four five steals or something like that two or three blocks like i feel like he can he can affect the game in other ways and he'll allow james harden to cook the way he want to cook if james harden is still on the team and if james harden not on the team he has that ability to get buckets and be that primary scoring option for a team so i i, I like i like what john wall brings more so than what i what i do from what russell westbrook that's not to say that they're not the exact same player, but I think Houston makes out just by a tiny bit, just by a tiny bit, just because the draft pick, they're investing into the future of possibly obtaining more draft capital to rebuild and stockpile their talent with young pieces, kind of like what the Pistons did, but maybe not so much of what the Pistons did get young players young young pieces in there 
let them grow together they grow together they learn together and your team is just going to be so much better with those young pieces that you brought in homegrown and made them out to be what you want them to be and i think that was the only trade that i needed to talk about oh and Giannis, Giannis signed his extension five years 228 mil i think which is going to be a big relief off of all of the Milwaukee Buck fans out there because there was so many questions about if he was going to resign or not. He's going to resign. He's there for the foreseeable future. And if you want a championship, I feel like his best bet is probably in the Eastern Conference, considering what's out in the Western Conference. And I, I got I got a lot of respect for Giannis for not becoming a superstar and then wanted to take his talents to a big market city and, 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 you know, just try to try to be something out, try to be something outside of basketball by taking advantage of the big of the big league market. Standing in Milwaukee, Milwaukee isn't the biggest of markets. I feel like he can become Aaron Rodgers type of figure in Milwaukee. Just because he stayed there and and was loyal to the soil, loyal to the team that gave him an opportunity, loyal to the loyal to the team that developed him into the player that he is now. So shout out to Giannis. Milwaukee is gonna be a nice team to watch this year, and I'm gonna talk about them when we talk about these seedings and playoffs. And I'll figure out who's gonna be, represent the East, who's gonna represent the West. So um, now that we got those two things out of the way. Let's get into my NBA season preview. It's time to play some NBA basketball. The talk is over. The what ifs and what could have been are now obsolete. The NBA is back on schedule. 15 teams from each conference will try to prove themselves to be one of the top 8 teams to play for the NBA championship. The season will be like no other. Most teams won't see fans. Other teams will see limited fans. So it's going to be up to the players to make the energy, effort, contributions, and everything else that they can do to make sure that the energy is felt on the court without the fans. From the most exciting team to the rookie of the year, Daytona got you covered in every aspect of this year's 2021 NBA preview. Alright, so it's not a regular season this year. It's not 82 games, it's 72 games. So you get a little condensed little season. And when we look at the 72 games, we, we, we're trying to figure out who is it going to affect the most. Teams that went deep into the playoffs. You look at the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Heat, the Celtics, uh, the Sixers. When you look at those teams, they still have their basketball legs under them more or less. So I don't think it's going to really affect them in a way because... They, first of all, they know how to play in the bubble. They know how to play without the fans. They know what to do in terms of 
getting the energy there for the players that's on the floor for them to flourish on the floor. So I expect for them to do well. But at the same time, they ain't really got the proper rest that the other teams have got because the other team's been off since March. So it's been nine months since the other teams haven't played. So their days are going to be fresher. When I when I put that into account, I think teams. I don't know if the the short season is going to affect teams in a way that a lot of people say. Well, oh this team they just played and you know they got tired legs. It might affect them or this team didn't play for eight nine months, so it's going to affect them. The talent is going to propel teams to where they're supposed to be. So I don't think that I don't think the short season or the short turnaround is going to affect the teams in any way the players are probably going to rest a little more a lot of the teams that you know are going to be in the playoffs they're not going to overexert their superstars so they're going to rest their superstars more i don't think it really affects the quality of play going into the season and i don't think that team you you'll have teams that's going to surprise like teams that you look at and say oh yeah they're trash they're going to be like one of the last teams in the conference i don't think those teams will come up in a position where they're going to surprise a lot of people because teams will will play the way that they're supposed to play do i think the short season will affect quality of play in the elite teams no it may affect it for maybe like that first week or two but overall i don't think it's going to affect it because pro sports or just anything in general is all about adjustments so once you see how certain things go you just adjust accordingly and i think athletes are smart enough to know to adjust accordingly when they see the way certain things are going down let's get into it man the most exciting team in the league is going to be the most exciting team i'm gonna go charlotte I think Charlotte is going to be an exciting team to watch. If you got the lead pass, you definitely going to want to check Charlotte out. The Charlotte Hornets, I think they're going to be super exciting, man. I watched two of their preseason games, and they run up and down the floor. They got athletic wingmen. Their guards can go crazy. Their guards can get buckets at any time. LaMelo is a, is a playmaker six foot eight ability to get the ball off of the glass take it down the court you can find open guys his 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 vision is something immaculate charlotte is going to be a team that you're going to enjoy watching you're going to enjoy watching them because they're going to put up points and they're going to have fun putting up these points the least exciting team will be probably the magic probably yeah probably it'll probably be the magic just because they don't nothing about that team really excites you nothing about that team really excites you markel folks really still hasn't really came into his own i expect him to come into his own but he hasn't really came into his own as of yet jonathan isaac is gonna be out for some for part of the season with his injury that he suffered in the bubble Nikola Vucevic, I mean, he he's nice to watch, but nothing about his game is like really, really like flashy that makes me say, hey, let's go watch a magic game. And then I think Cole Anthony, he'll he'll bring a little spark to the team. Terrence Ross is always gonna be a bucket, but just overall, overall, when you look at that magic team, it's just it's something that it isn't 
exciting to watch so it's, it's something that if it's like oh man only four teams playing and then one of the magic the magic one of them teams playing then you'll probably watch but if it's like a slated games you probably won't you probably won't tune into a magic game just because it's nothing exciting about them that makes you want to watch teams that will perform above expectations I'm going to go with Chicago, believe it or not. I think Chicago is going to perform well above what people want them to perform above. Now, I gave them slack for picking Patrick Williams with the fourth overall pick over Adesia, Adesia, the dude from Washington. But when you look at that team, that team is is low-key kind of put together kind of nice. When you look at it, Kobe White, I think Kobe White, he's going to develop into a nice, solid point guard. You, you pair that up with Zach Levine. You have you have Otto Porter, who's solid. Wendell Carter's coming back from injury. Laurie Markinen, he's coming back from injury. And then you have Patrick Williams. He's going to come off your bench. He's going to give you some consistency on the bench. Chicago has a, a lot of a lot of nice young pieces. I think is going to come together. Billy Donovan is a is a good coach to get that talent to come together. I think another team that's going to perform well above expectations is the Cavaliers. Believe it or not, I like the young core of Sexton and Garland. I think Isaac Okoro is going to be a nice piece with Shetty Osman. You got the old vet and Kevin Love. You got the gristle Andre Drummond down there in the paint. I'm not going to like the big man lineup they're going to play with Larry Nance, Andre, and Kevin Love. I think teams are just going to going to eat that up. <laughs> they Whoever the guards is, they're just going to gonna double team them for the most part because Andre can't shoot, Larry Nance can't shoot, Kevin Love can shoot a little bit. So them two would be liabilities on, and on the defensive end, I feel like they'll be just liabilities too. But I think Cleveland, they got a nice, young, underrated core. You know, when you consider Captain Porter Jr., he's a nice young player. I think those would be my two teams that would probably perform above expectations, and that would be the Cavaliers and the Bulls in the Eastern Conference. What about the West? I mean, I think this one is probably obvious. I think it's going to be the Pelicans. You get you getting some nice pieces back. You get Eric Bledsoe in a trade for Drew Holiday, but you still have J.J. Redick on the, in the fold. Lonzo Ball, I feel like he's going to continue to make that turn into one of the better point guards in the league. I mean, you got Brandon Ingram, you bring him back. He's going to be that solid option with Zion. And then you have Steven Adams. That, that front line is going to be crazy. Jackson Hayes is going to be a nice piece off of the bench. I think they have nice young pieces off of the bench. Stan Van Gundy, that's going to be the question, man. I watched him coaching Detroit, and there was a lot of questionable moves. I wonder if it's going to be the same thing here. But if we talking about right now, top to bottom, I think New Orleans is going to perform way better than what they did last year. And I think it's really going to be on the head of probably Zion because he missed a lot of the season. And then when he came back, New Orleans was a different team. It was questions about maybe if Zion and Ingram can kind of work together. But I don't think them questions should be asked anymore. I think they'll do just fine. And if I had to pick another team that's going to perform above expectations, I'd probably go with Sacramento. Just I like their team. I like their team. If they can get Buddy Hill to kind of not be mad and kind of buy in, they got a nice young go- a nice young guard combination with Fox and Hill. 
And as a Harrison Barnes, he's solid. Bagley solid. Hassan Whiteside is solid. They got a they got a lot of solid pieces. They got this probably one of the steals in the draft and Halliburton. They got a, a lot of young pieces there. I feel that I feel like can come together. I don't think they'll come together with Luke Walton. I think he'll be fired, and whoever that interim coach is, he'll be able to put them together, get them to perform above their expectations. Teams that will perform below expectations. I'm probably gonna start with Indiana. Victor Oladipo says there's nothing wrong with Indiana. He's happy in Indiana, but I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I, don't, I think that's cap. I don't think he's really happy there in Indiana. Is TJ Warren really a bucket getter, or was just the bubble just the best scenario for him and and, and what and the style of play that he plays? That's gonna remain to be seen. How are Miles Turner and Demonis Sabonis? How are them two gonna coexist in the paint in Indiana? Sabonis is probably gonna be the number one option. Turner's probably gonna have to step out a little bit. Will he be able to be effective in a new role of probably being like a stretch five? Point guard, Malcolm Brogdon, he's solid, but do you really have pieces outside of Brogdon? How's that new coach going to fit in? He's from the Toronto system, but will he be able to get the most out of his players? I think Indiana is just going to be a team. It's going to be boring, and that's going to be really, really exciting to watch, and I, I don't expect for them to really be in the, in the thick of it. They have a lot of players that get hurt too often, so I expect for injuries to be a major factor in Indiana being one of the teams that's just going to kind of fall off a little bit. What about the West? In the West... In the West, the team I think is probably going to fall off. I would probably say Dallas. Only because Kristaps, he's hurt. He won't be coming back no time soon. I don't know. You, I don't know. It's, I don't know. The, the West is so much better now. You know, like Utah got better. The Lakers got better, of course. The Clippers got better in my eyes. Denver, they lost players, but, you know, they've been, they've been stockpiling players that they can just plug in to, to, to pieces where they need them to plug in. So I think Denver will be fine. Dallas, they did a little something, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for them to stay within that, that realm. I feel like the top four teams in the West is going to be the Clippers, the Lakers, the Mavericks, and not the Mavericks, the, the Nuggets, and the Jazz. And then everything else, everything else, in my personal opinion, is open from five to ten because it's going to be ten teams. Them eight, that, that nine, ten team will be playing for the playoff spot. So I think Dallas will probably fall a little short of what people think they may be this year. So not to say that they're not going to be good, but I just I had to pick a team, so I think they'll be the team that I'm going to pick to perform below expectations. Who's going to the playoffs? Playoffs for the West: the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Mavericks. The Jazz is going to be my fifth seed. I have Golden State as my sixth seed. I think they're going to come back very well. I like the move with Kelly Oubre. I think uh, Andrew Wiggins. He's going to take a step forward. I like. I like that what they did, considering the fact that they lost Clay Thompson. Phoenix is going to be my number seventeen. I feel like Chris Paul is going to be a big factor for them. And he's going to win them games to keep them in the hunt. I got Portland, New Orleans, and Houston. And I have Portland as my eighth seed. 
which means that New Orleans is going to be my ninth and Houston is going to be my tenth. I just don't see Houston keeping. I don't see Houston keeping James Harden on long term. I don't think he's going to be there long term. And even if he is there long term, I don't. I don't. I don't trust Boogie to be healthy. Really be healthy this season. I don't really trust John Wall to really be healthy this this season. And I don't really trust James Harden to, to be healthy this season. They have a lot of ifs. Eric Gordon is a possible if and he probably get hurt. It's a lot of ifs on Houston. If they can stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, this can happen. I'm going for the latter part. So I think Houston is going to be in a situation where they're going to be on the outside looking in. And Portland's going to be in there. Now New Orleans, they're going to be solid, but... I just don't trust Stan Van Gundy, bro. <laughs> That's all that is. I just don't trust Stan Van Gundy to get them in the position to for them to be in the playoffs. Once again, my top eight is going to be the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Mavericks. I think I, I had the Mavericks for. I think I'm going to move them to move them five. Even though I said it was going to be at least exciting. I know, don't 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 judge me, but I think I think they'll still be good. I think they'll still be alright. So, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Clippers. I'm gonna move the Jazz in the fourth. We move the Mavericks to fifth. Golden State six, Phoenix seven, Portland eight. But that can change. I expect five to eight to be very very competitive. So in Houston, Matt Dallas can fall as low as eight in my eyes, but I I give them I give them five. I think they'll be the fifth. In the East, we're going to go Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn, Miami, Philly, Atlanta, and then we're going to go Washington and Indiana. Now, a lot of people say that Brooklyn is probably the best team in the East. You can't argue that. I mean, they, 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 got, a nice, they got a nice squad. KD, Kyrie coming back. Did with the establishment. So, Joe Harris, they, they got a nice little squad. But is Kyrie and KD going to be able to stay healthy for the full season? That remains to be seen. How many games are they actually going to play? Are they going to be in a position where they aren't playing? They're not going to play in the full 72. They're, not going to, they're definitely going to play the full 72. So, with that in mind, Brooklyn, I think Brooklyn is going to hold that third seed. They're going to solidify that third seed. Boston, they just, they, they so talented, man. They lost Gordon Hayward, and I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Milwaukee, I feel like with Bootenhoser, they, they got that system down packed, and they'll be able to be effective. Miami, they lost Jay Crowder and Derrick Jones Jr., but they brought in Avery Bradley, and they brought in Dragic and Miles Leonard. Jimmy Butler is going to continue to develop those young players. Bam out of wild, got a bag. I expect him to really show that he's worth that bag. Tyler Hero continuing to show why he shouldn't be traded and why he's a, a fan favorite in Miami. With Philly, they got shooting. So and the, 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 the lane isn't going to be as tall for him to get to do work. Ben Simmons, I feel like he's going to have a great year in terms of his playmaking ability. Atlanta got shooters. They got shooters in Danilo and Bogan, and that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for Trey Young. Just like I feel like a lot of opportunities is going to be opened up for Bertans and Thomas Bryant with Westbrook 
crashing the paint, closing the defense down. I expect Bradley Bill to have a nice year. I think I think Westbrook understands that his role is going to be to 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 get other guys off. And then Indiana, if they can stay healthy, they'll probably be anywhere from six to eight. But I just don't see that that the, the core of that team consistently staying healthy for them to be either six or seven. But I will give them eighth. And then my teams that I think will play for in the bubble, I mean in the you know in the play-in. I'm going to go with Orlando and Chicago just because all the other teams is trash. (laughs) And I don't expect no other teams to really make a legitimate run. Orlando was in the playoffs last year, so I definitely expect them to make it. And then Chicago, I mean, it's either Chicago or New York and Detroit. And I mean, (laughs) I think New York has the better team of those three. Even though Chicago, I take that back. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Chicago. I think I said, I think I said Chicago. So I'm going to go Chicago. Chicago has the better team between New York and Detroit. And who else is in that conference? Well, it don't matter. So I'm going to be my 10 teams. And last but not least, let's go into my awards. NBA awards. We're going to keep it short and sweet. My MVP this year is going to be Anthony Davis. My rookie of the year is going to be LaMelo Ball. Defensive player of the year is going to go to Anthony Davis. Most improved player is going to go to Michael Porter Jr. Coach of the year is probably going to go to Monty Williams. Rob Palenka is going to win executive of the year. And my NBA champion for the 2020-2021 season is going to be the LA Lakers defeating the Boston Celtics four games to two. And I am done. And I appreciate y'all rocking out with me, man. This is my NBA season preview. Nothing too extravagant or fancy this episode. Just wanted to kind of give y'all my thoughts and opinions on what I feel is going to happen. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me, man. Make sure to tune in. Make sure your alert notifications are on December 31st. That is the last episode of season three. I'm really looking forward to that episode. I appreciate y'all rocking out with me once again. Make sure y'all follow the show on Instagram at Exclusive Breakdown. Check out the website xclzbkdn.com. Big things going on with the brand, and I appreciate y'all because if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be in the position that I am in today. So that's it, man. Y'all already know what time it is. It's the man, no myth, straight hustle, the kid wrong, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit. Four point island, lock him up wrong. Daytona 360 signing out, and I will holler at y'all in two weeks. For the last time this season, peace. Tuning in. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Exclusive Breakdown. 
And if you're looking for bonus content that's not offered anywhere else, check out patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown. Talk to you soon. No, seriously, it's on the calendar. There's no backing out. Feel that? That's your soul re-entering your body. Take time to get yourself back together and tune in for a brand new episode soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.